The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. Excuse me for showing up unannounced. On with the show. You think that there's performing ponies and there are. fire eaters. If only, if only our viewers, our listeners could see what we see right now, it would be... Th- this show would translate well to TV. It would. It, it would. So <laughs> that, There you go for all those people out there. Um, just happen to own a TV station. That's right. So, so Todd, today, um, you know, I got a lot of calls from our last show when we had Eamon in and we talked about investing. And um, a few of our clients, you know, approached me that in the last few weeks about that. And, you know, the number one thing that kept coming back to me was, yeah, but I know someone or I've heard someone who knows someone who had a bad tenant. And I think we. I think a lot of us have known a bad tenant or heard a story. We've all known one, or we've been one. <laughs> okay. Or we've got a friend who's had one. And my concern, above all else, is that um, that too many people out there are using those stories as their crutch to say, "Okay, then investing isn't a good idea," because what if you get a bad tenant? So today we're going to balance the scale. We're going to say that the risk is well worth. Well, the risk we know is, well, in most cases, is well worth it. It is a business risk, and we're going to talk about that. And then I'm really going to talk a little bit about um, how we can avoid finding the bad tenant. I think that's number one. Awesome. Well, uh, you all there at home, go get yourself a good lawyer, good uh, (laughs) landlord-tenant lawyer, while we uh, take a short break. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio, brought to you by the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. Hi, Gene Godfrey here from Classic FM, the album-friendly intimacy of progressive FM radio, reviving the atmosphere of the early days of FM, digging deeper into the albums and going pretty much wherever we want with the hour, completely unbound. I hope you'll join me for Classic FM, any volume, anytime on demand, and a new show every Wednesday and the live stream exclusively here at Radio That Doesn't Suck.com. We'll see you then. Cheers. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. Thinking of redoing those. Maybe a little bit jumpier music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should. Yeah. Just change it up. Just change it Why up. Why not? 
So, um, as we mentioned, we want to talk about how to how to actually avoid getting the bad tenant, not what to do once you have a bad tenant. That's a whole other show. Yeah. <laughs> but really, we want to start with how to avoid getting the bad tenant, how to avoid having to use a lawyer ever. Um, I was joking. But. I know. But, you know, look, I've had some personal experience. experiences. Um, you know, I've learned a lot from those. Um, but I have watched other people run into bad experiences as well. And every time we find ourselves with a bad tenant, we can often look back and and see we missed a step. So we're going to go through the steps that, that professional landlords use and really don't skip they, well, they go through the entire thing so i'm going to take copious notes because good. as as i have an admission i'm probably looking at purchasing my first investment property that's so exciting and i will need tenants that's right so and if it's you're not doing it in the town you live in it becomes even more critical to make sure that these steps are followed through completely okay so so the first thing let's talk about is just how do you how do you start the process how do you even start screening people i mean you know, the average person out there knows, oh, you throw an ad in Craigslist, Kijiji, maybe even in the newspaper, um, get the word out on social media, hey, I've got this two-bedroom bungalow to rent, or I've got a one-bedroom apartment downtown to rent. But what happens when that person actually calls you to say, hey, I have, I heard you have something to rent. I want to come see it. Does it make any sense to have the ideal tenant in mind before you start looking or putting the word out? Like if you look well, at your property, yeah. you go, okay, I can't have a, a six-person family in here. Sure. This would really be good for a professional couple okay, or a so student. You're right. And is I that would, coming later? Well, no, no. I would actually start that by saying that, put it right in your ad, what you're looking for. That's so suited if, for. Yeah. If you've got a one-bedroom, you put in there, you know, professional couple or single. Perfect for professional couple or single. Okay. Or, um, you know, we have a little bungalow in the Young Shepherd for rent right now. We've got it perfect for professional couple or small family. And we're saying it right out there. This isn't a big place. And, yeah. I mean, I've even got it right in the listing that, you know, small, cute, tidy, efficient. Because why have a family of five show up? It, right. I mean, you, you may know. not... Uh, do you typically have uh, pictures and, and listings? Well, really? again, if you're going on the internet, you have the option to put in some pictures. In the newspaper, of course, you get your two lines. Yep. I, I do recommend Craigslist and Kijiji, though they are quite good for finding tenants. Okay. Um, but what we're going to recommend is on that very first phone call when you're when you're talking to your prospective tenant and they're saying we want to come see it, you say great, you know we can set that up. Before we set that up, mm. I have a few questions. Okay. Now this is where most people stop. They're afraid to ask questions on the phone. They don't know these people. Um, I'm telling you, this is critical. Ask questions first of all, just to save you time, because you don't need to run to your house every time someone says I want to see it. Mm -hmm. So if you ask these questions, you're going to um, you're going to be able to eliminate some of them right at the phone. So this is really just to save you some time and effort and, and screen out maybe some you're, of the... You're kind of screening. Yeah. You're, do, you're starting your screening process right here. So question one, ready? Yep. Got your pen? I have. Okay, got two? Okay. <laughs> no. um, why are you moving? Ooh. Now, it may appear like it's nobody's business, uh -huh. but we want to know. We want to know, are they moving because of job transfer? Are they moving because they can no longer afford the rent of where they are? Are they moving because the owner of where they're living has now decided they're selling the place? I mean, which guys, these are legitimate answers. Yep. 
just listen to the answers. You're you're starting your screening right now. Listen. Um, they might say to you, I, I'm being evicted. My landlord wants me out this weekend. They're not even giving me till next week. There's a flag. We're going to talk about red flags. That's a red flag. Oh, that's a big one. Um, if they start, you know, complaining about their space, red flag, only because are they complaining too much where it's actually a reasonable place and now they're complaining. And so when they move into your place, you're going to hear the complaints tenfold. Yep. Uh, question two, when do you plan on moving in? Now, again, people on out there might be thinking, well, why would you ask that? They haven't even seen it yet. Well, because what if they said to you, we, we can move in tomorrow? Red flag. Why can you move in tomorrow? Most landlords want 60 days notice. So either you're a poor planner, which could very well be it. I'm very Locked busy, poor planning. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, or, again, there's something in that relationship that broke down that's causing you to have to find a home tomorrow. And I'm, I'm going to dig in further on that one. I want to know. Because from experience, when you don't ask that question, you might find out later it was a big deal why they were being kicked out. Okay. Um, at the same time, if you get someone who says, well, I, I don't want to move until December because I have to give my landlord 60 days or whatever yeah. notice, you want to know that as well. Well, you might be sitting with, a, maybe your tenants are still in your unit, so December's perfect. Yeah. But what if your place is vacant? I don't, you know, you're really going to lose two, three months. Um, that works out when you spread that out over a 12-month lease. That's a lot of uh, money you're out. And you're carrying that. And you're carrying months. it yourself. Mm -hmm. So good questions to ask before you make the decision to go out there. Question three, what is your monthly income? Okay. Now, again, I got a lot of people that say, oh, my God, you can't ask that right on the phone. It's like, yes, I can. You, you want to come live in my investment property. I want to ask you straight up. What's your monthly income? Yep. Now, keep in mind, if there's any future with this tenant, we're going to ask for it and get credit checks and all that anyways. anyways. So if they're if they're not willing to be forthcoming on this stuff. Um, Why go for the, for yeah, the credit check? We're not yeah. into a, a private relationship here. Strictly is, business. Yep. And, and you want to just make sure. Can they afford it, right? Um... Question four, can I ask for references from your former landlords and employer? Now, you haven't asked them for them. You're just asking, can I ask you for references? Now, this is where you have to listen as well, because if there's long pauses and then the person says, well, actually, we just had a bit of a falling out with the landlord and he says this and I said this and I'm holding back rent and we're going to tribunal. Mm. You know, you might want to say, hey, don't know if this is a fit. Because whatever they've done, they might just repeat. And question one, too, they may, if they're complaining about the landlord, that ties into this question as well, where they're, they're not having a great relationship with the landlord. Right. And they may not have one with you either. That's right. Especially if they go, oh, he's a jerk and he did this. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and, and I got to tell you, when you have a great tenant, you have a great tenant. They... they 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 protect your home. They protect you. They're good to your neighbors. So the minute you hear bad mouthing about another landlord, that's a red flag. Red flag. Just yeah. Um, when you do call the landlord, because here's the other. Well, I'm going to jump a little bit. Okay. If they say yes, you can call my landlord. Yes, I've got references. I'll bring them to the house with me, or I'll email them to you before we meet at the house, guys actually make the call 
before the meeting. Well, or just make the call before you agree to leasing it to them. Because too many people ask for those references, get the references and say, oh, they gave me references, so they must be fine. Otherwise, they I wouldn't have given them. me. I trust them. They're good people. They have a child. Who with a child wouldn't be trustworthy? Who lies with right? a child? <laughs> Question five. Will you submit a rental application and consent to credit and background check? Now, as realtors, we often don't do an actual rental application. Uh, well, we do a rental application. Sorry, we do the rental application. We create the agreement to lease, and that in itself becomes the lease contract. But that rental application is going to ask for phone numbers, uh, employer's information, SIN numbers. It's going to ask you to sign off on giving us permission to do that credit check. Um, again, if you've got any hesitation, no, I don't want you doing a credit check. No, I, I, I don't want to fill out any personal information. It's just a red flag. Just don't do it. Don't you do have it. to know who you're renting to. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that segues me into the, the bonus question, which is how many people will be living in this home? Ooh. And I'm going to take it a step further. When you actually make the agreement to lease, you get the, na- the, the identification and full names of every person who is living in that home. And I don't care if that person is six months old. You get their full name and age so that you can you know who is residing in that home. Okay, let me play devil's advocate here. Do we yep. have time for this? Sure. Um, you've rented a house to a couple. Maybe they're not, you know, a couple. Maybe they're two people. Sure. So you've rented to two people. Why show, what happens if, if they bring their various boyfriends and girlfriends to stay over and then maybe we move them in? How does that how does that change things? That's a good question. I, I would have to defer that actually to the Landlord Tenant Act. I think we'd have to double check um, on that. The 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 thing is is that and I think in most cases people are pretty reasonable. Two guys move in, one of the guys has a girlfriend who now lives in the place and the place is clean and the rent's being paid on time and most people aren't gonna bat an eye. Yeah. I think it's more when suddenly another family moves into the back bedroom. Yeah, or, or the basement. Or the or basement, the... or you've got neighbors suddenly saying, listen, I see 10 people in that house all the time. That is not a couple. That's true, I could see um, that there. That I think it's more on those lines. Um, and again, what we're trying to do with this conversation today is how to avoid that, not necessarily what to do when it happens. That's a whole, we can, yeah, we can yeah. bring a landlord tenant yeah. specialist in, but really what I want to do is say, here's how we never want that to happen. <laughs> we're trying to avoid all of that stuff. <laughs> we can do another show where your psychology lady who's on one of your programs can interview me on this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the psychology of real estate. So um, so that's basically your phone call. We've just spent 10 minutes talking about the phone call. You haven't even met the person yet, but you've asked these great questions. Your next uh, step is actually showing the property, assuming that maybe you've got somebody here worthwhile of showing the property. So to. just to wrap up, you've, yeah. you've, you've gotten all that information that you yeah. wanted back. So do you draw a line in the sense, hey, if I don't get any of that information, I'm not going to show it? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. If if I feel they're holding back on something, I'm, I'm just going to say, I just, you know, perhaps when you're more comfortable sharing this stuff, we can do this. Or, or if I'm in a situation where I'm already meeting two or three people there at four o'clock, I can say to this person, I'll be there at four to four thirty. You can come take a look at it. However, just note that this is the information we're going to require. Should we even Move be talking forward. about yep. going forward? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, the showing, the actual visiting to the house, um, I call it my sniff test. You're, you're showing these people the house. They're deciding if they want it. I'm sniffing them out. Do I want them? 
you know, as a realtor, when we talk about selling a home, we don't care who we sell to. In all in all fairness, you bring the money, you can buy the house. Yeah. But when we lease a house, we really care about who's leasing. And in some cases, I will even knock a, the rent down a smidgen for the best tenant because that's more important to me than getting the best dollar each month. Who is in that house becomes everything. You know, really, at the end of this, you want them to feel like it is their house. It is 100%. their home, yeah. but it isn't necessarily their house. That's right. So house you want home. someone who just comes with that innately, who just gets that. I'm living in this place. It's my home. I'm going to care for it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Lots to think about. Well, I'll give you questions. some more ideas on the sniff test when we come back. You know, and I'm just before we go to break, I'm going to say this again. I said this in a show months ago you are a psychologist yeah. because you are reading body language facial oh, everything. expressions everything you probably work for the police as one of their psychologists hey, there you go it's a part-time career for you <laughs> we'll be right back here listening to realestatetoronto.com radio annoying frustrating oh, of course you're referring to me some days enlightening engaging and now you're referring to yourself most days yes. just a few of the words employed to describe our show the mots you'll come up with your own hi we're the mots paul and carol inviting you to join us weekdays at two on listen up talk radio at talk-radio.ca and there's an encore performance with mots weekend you can check us out at the mots.ca here's another word for you oh i wouldn't go there buying or selling a home condo or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. I'm, I'm still interested in, in doing this. You, I haven't scared, scared you. Well, no, the point is to not scare you. The point right. is, because this is the most frustrating thing. When I meet somebody who I know would benefit or is in a position to take advantage of real estate investing for personal wealth, and they say the reason why they won't is because they had a friend who had a bad tenant, and I think you're giving up all that's potential to you for retirement and investment and for, for your estate and everything because you had a friend that had a bad tenant. And what's, the, the, what's the odds on that? Happening? And the odds are small. And yeah. then the question becomes, did your friend with the bad tenant give up all his investment properties and say, that's it, we're done? Probably not. Your friend probably went out and bought another investment property while you're still sitting at home going, I'm afraid to do this. Right. So, you know, again, what we're trying to do is avoid the problem. So we're now at the house. We're meeting the prospective tenant. And it's the sniff test. And it's what I call the sniff test. And and the thing is, we're looking for other red flags. So little red flags are, I always like to get to the house before these prospective tenants get there because I like to be in the home. So when they show up, I want to see how they show up. When they walk in the front door, do they naturally go to wipe their shoes at the front Matt, or do they look at you and say, would you like my shoes off? Or do they storm right in in their shoes? I'm telling you, little things like this are telling me who these people are. 
one thing I just want to ask, it just dawned on me. What if you've got tenants in it already? What do you do with the tenants that are there? Do you ask them to leave for a period of time? Do you let people kind tenants, of... Tenants uh, have to cooperate. There's some rules. Have to cooperate with 24 hours notice and a written... 24 hours written notice that a landlord is going to show okay. the property. Once that tenant has given notice that they're leaving. Okay. Yeah. So I can't force a tenant to leave the house, and okay. I can't force a tenant to clean the house, but if I've made the right tenant choice Previously. last time, <laughs> hopefully the place looks great. Okay. So they come in, they wipe their shoes, they ask you where they don't. You want them to wipe the shoes. You want to see what, what are they driving? Are the tires flat? Is there rust? Does it look like when you look into their front windshield, does it look like the McDonald's garbage can? just got dumped on his front seat. I know this is being, you might turn around and say, hey, this is really mean, like, uh, this is being way too picky about your tenant. But if I'm sitting on 300, 200, half a million dollars of real estate investment that I am personally responsible for, and my insurance is on it, and like, I'm responsible for this, yes, it matters who's living in that home. Shoes. If it's clown shoes, I'm not renting to you, I'm sorry. (laughs) You come up. (laughs) But if you wipe them on the mat, there's a chance. Maybe. There's a chance. So we want to look for those signs. So those are just the other red flag signs to look for. The other red flag sign is how many people actually showed up. So you maybe talked to to John on the phone, and John said, me and my wife, Kathy, and our baby... Emily. Emily. I like it. Thank you. Um, are, are, are looking for a home. And so this lovely couple with their baby show up, and five other people their age, because it's their friends. Now... I got to tell you, if a mother or father shows up, if a caregiver shows up, if a brother or sister maybe shows up, tags along, fine. But again, we're looking for the signs. Did too many people show up? Did guys get out of the car not wearing a shirt? I mean, that's just one of the things I've seen. (laughs) Really? You showed up to an appointment and you guys don't have shirts on? I just, I don't get it. But anyway, Uh, maybe I'm just old fashioned. uh, I don't know. Um, But you're looking looking for the face-to-face. This is where you get to actually look at them face to face, talk to them, have a conversation with them. Do you smell smoke on them? Um, do you smell anything on them that they shouldn't maybe be smelling like? I'm telling you, this is your interviewing. Yep. Your interview yep. se- session started the minute you picked up the phone. Right. So you're still in interview mode. Um, from there, let's just say they actually say they're interested. Um, I'm going to give you one little, well, I'm going to come back to that. Sorry. Okay. They, so they say you're, they're interested. You say, fine, let's go through with the application process. And wisely have an application there, give it to them, and maybe suggest that they fax it or email it to you that night or the next morning. Or you can meet them back at the house the next morning to review the application. Look for uh, the discrepancies in that application. The, the rental application is fairly serious because you are now going to double check this. You are going to make some phone calls, right? Yep. Yep. And um, so sometimes you will see a discrepancy. They might have said, oh, my wife and I make 60000 60, income. Um, comes rental application where it specifically asks for your uh, tax return amounts, and you might find it was really forty two. So you've really got it. And if, and if there is a discrepancy, it might be that one of them does work for cash, they might explain that to you, but again, you're you're got to follow your gut, and you got to look for these red flags because we do have a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, working for cash. Mm. Um, and then, assuming that we're just going through the process, assuming that everything checks out, you've done your uh, your calls and everything. At that point, you can actually type up a lease agreement. Okay, and for those of you looking for lease agreements, I think 
you can find them online if you're looking for just a basic one. Yeah. Um, you know, just on that note, uh, and it's not something I, I particularly love doing, but more and more people are using realtors to lease their real estate out. And partly because a lot of us understand that we're not going to do all these things I'm telling you to do. As a realtor, you have to do them. Mm. I mean, you just have to. We, we cannot afford to slip up when right. we're representing somebody under agency. We tend to be harder and firmer with our own clients' investment properties than we are with our own. Thus, yeah. I've learned a lesson. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, it is wise to hire a realtor. And if you do hire a realtor, sometimes we offer, depending on who you're uh, hiring, some of us do offer property management services as well. And if you're getting into two or three or four properties, looking into someone who's managing your the entire thing for you is not a bad idea. We can talk about that another day. Yeah, no, I mentioned that before. I, I'm not comfortable doing that. I mean, I have, I can weld if I need to, or, but I mean, it's just so much better to have somebody that you pick up the phone, you call, say, "Hey, Ted, uh, we, we need this done. When can you get over there?" Oh, I'm free in half yeah. an hour, and it's well, done, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, look at. I mean, big piece of advice is if you're renting out to some to a property that you do not live nearby, or you are not handy, you must have that guy in your in your toolkit. You must have that guy. You can call to say, "We have a toilet overflowing," or "We have a furnace that you know is doing something." Yep. You need the guy. Go check it out. Yeah, Let me know. go check it out. So, red flags. Just a, a quick list of some red flags to look for. We we talked about some of these. Did other people show up at the app, at the at the showing? Mm-hmm. We want to know and um, how many. Yeah, and how many? Shows. And do they all look alike? Because then you know their family, and then chances are they're moving in together. You um, think so? Really? Or, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, that was maybe mean. Well, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I think you have a valid point. Um, does this tenant speak negatively about their previous landlord? I think that you can talk to a tenant who's not happy with their landlord and have a perfectly good conversation if they're not playing the blame game. If they're not just, you know what I mean? Like you can you can be very professional and, and imply that things just weren't as good as you would hope they'd the to be. the reason is reasonable, where he just shows up unannounced and, you know, we find him in the backyard or, you know, right. there's like Something a lot of stuff. reasonable. But right. if they just start bad-mouthing their previous landlord, be careful. That's See, a red flag. He cashes the checks on the first of the month. What a jerk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, is the tenant in a huge hurry to find something for like tomorrow or this weekend? That's a bit of a red flag, guys. If, if that's happening, you need to know why they have to get out so quickly because really landlords give you 60 days notice. Yeah. So why, why, why now, today, suddenly, right now? What's the rush? Yeah. Um, uh, was the tenant on time for the showing? Oh. If they're late, they might be late for rent. They might be late for payments. Right. Does the tenant have credit? I got to tell you, I've ha- I've been approached by a lot of people saying, you know what, I've got the money, I make great cash, but I have no credit. Um, when you're an adult, it is so easy to establish credit. So the only thing I just have to understand why, why they have no credit. And I got to tell you, the answer is no. You have no credit. I can't do a credit check. No. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And. Um, I would also say the big red flag, it's not even a red flag, it's just something you want to be very careful of. Listen to how many questions they have for you. Mm. Sometimes that tenant can stand there and ask you 25 questions. I'm telling you at about four, I'm sitting there thinking, you're not my tenant. Because I have no idea how you're going to behave when the light bulb goes off in the the dining room. Mm. 
for you to be asking this many questions, I mean... So it wouldn't be bad for them to ask, what are the utilities? Rough uh, utilities, this and that. But when they, uh, you know, I don't (laughs) Well, you know what? I have to be careful as well. When we talk about renting investment properties, we make the assumption that these are smaller apartments, condos, small houses. Please understand, we're doing a lot of leasing, uh, high-end, $6,000, $7,000 a month on these new homes. These questions all get answered. You do two sniff tests. And you are definitely speaking to employers and everything like that. And when the tenant has lots of questions in that price point, you you tend to understand there are going to be lots of questions. They're spending that price a lot point. of money yeah. per month. We're good. Are we good? Yeah. Um, so a couple things I kind of wanted to to touch base on as well is there's a couple things professional landlords absolutely do that they will not sway on and I wanted to share those with everyone out there because if you right now are thinking of leasing a place out I'm going to just ask you do not go soft on any of these things and you will become a fabulous landlord hold fast on them hold fast don't make a decision during the interview or the showing process and I oh, gotta tell you that's lovely people I can't I know. wait we t- and look at guys I've been trapped in it as well so you've got the couple going you know what this is great we love it we love it we'll take it and it's kind of like you'll take it wait a minute this is a lease. We make the decisions. We may, well, and and you know we have very low vacancy rates in our yeah. city, so really the landlords are in a lot of control right now. The best way to handle it is great. So glad you're interested. We'd love to go to the next level, next the yep. next step with you, and the next step is going to be going through that application process. So as soon as you can get it back to me, I'll be able to review it with my partners or review it with my wife or or you know what I mean, whatever the situation is and then we'll get back to you so don't say yes that's great shake hands it's yours yeah please because there's dinner and flowers and the keg coming that's right right. (laughs) but just yeah don't do it um big one don't make exceptions on sob stories oh yeah there's sob stories we were out of work we got kicked out of our last place because we were this we had flooding in the basement and we did this and Whatever it is, no sob stories. Where you're going to hear the sob stories is when you go for that credit check. Yeah. There is no credit. Therefore, there's a sob story that goes with that. When you ask for where do you work, what is your income, there's good, if, if they don't have a job, if they don't have the income you want to hear, you're going to hear a sob story with it. My advice, I'm sorry. Trust your gut. I just don't think this is going to work. Yeah. I wish you the best of luck. Yep. Please say that. <laughs> okay. I will. Um, so really don't, don't make exceptions for sob stories and don't make decisions based on sob stories. Those are my two big ones. And always, 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 always look for the credit report. So we always say that credit report, credit report. So quick, quick lesson, your credit report number that you're looking for has got to be over six and a half. Okay. Okay. When you get somebody's credit report, you will see a big number at the top. You're looking for that six to six and a half plus. Okay. I'll tell you, six to six and a half is borderline. It means they're making their payments. They're sometimes late, but they're okay. They're good. They're fine. When you get into seven, awesome. Below six, we've got issues and okay. and no exceptions. No so exceptions. Best advice is for them to contact you because you help them through some of this process. If they choose to use a real estate agent. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. we do. We do. Make yeah. it a bit, especially for your first one. Yeah. Maybe after you own a few properties and you got the process sure. down. Sure. Maybe wing it on your own, but yeah. Well, look at and look at the first thing I say to people when they do have a property is go to your family and friends first. Yeah. 
find out if there's somebody that you know that you're comfortable with that may actually want to live in your investment property. That is the best. It's an easy way. It's trading wheels. Yeah, uh, that's right. Where can they reach you to get more information and book your services? 416-230-8500. All right. Have a great Sunday, everyone. We'll catch you right back here next week. Thank you for listening to Mulholland Ross Real Estate Radio on RadioThatDoesn'tSuck.com. Tune in every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time as the team brings you weekly tools, tips, and discussions with thought leaders for both buyers and sellers in the sometimes confusing world of residential real estate. Is there a topic you'd like to hear or want to get in touch with the team? You can email feedback at RadioThatDoesn'tSuck.com or call the team at 416-230-5900. 